Let it go. Just let it go. Get on a t-shirt. Okay, I'm recording. All right. And so um, I've given you no backstory. Have you listened to the podcast before? Uh, I listened to the um, emergency snack one. Okay. What did you think? But I, oh my gosh. You're hysterical. I love them. Um, I just love... <laughs> it's been fun listening to it. Um, for a while, I was hoping that 3D Doritos would make it into the play because Ooh. that was like... My emergency snack. Um, Do they still make 3D they, Doritos? They just re-release them, um, and they are not as good. They they change it to spicy cheese, and I'm just like, why mess with a piece of art? So what you're saying is you also want to be on the emergency pod snack system. Oh, my God. During which we'll rate 3D Doritos. <gasps> oh, my God. Consider this your don't, invitation. Don't tease me. No, this is going to happen um, because that was the whole plan with the emergency podcast system was I wanted to have a rotating guest host each week because here's here's the thinking there. They would then have to, because like if you're on a podcast, you're going to tell your friends that you're on the podcast. So every week <laughs> I get I get more and more audience, um, but then also I get to have snacks with friends. And so like originally I think I was going to call it um, snack chat, um, but that was taken. And then I wanted to call it the emergency podcast system, but that was also taken. Um, but I think the emergency pod snack system, I think that's a great title. Um, but, but, but we're not told. on- What's that? You put a face. You put a Facebook poll up. I voted in it. I did. I, well, I, we we put a couple polls up. Um, I think one one another one was for like what would we call our audience members, and I think snack holes oh one. But we don't. Yep. We don't really talk about that too much. Um, <laughs> but we're not on the emergency pod snack system right now. We are on my new podcast, which, as all good minimalists, uh, I was telling you before I hit record, I have two cars, four bicycles, two podcasts. You know. All good minimalists, you you sign up for minimalism and these are the things that they give you and then they tell you, you figure it out. Um, and so the name of this podcast, of course, is Just Let Go, um, which I was surprised I was able to get that. I thought that would have been taken immediately. I mean, like, cause I saw a, a meme today. It was like... Um, We'd like to name our baby Jonathan. And the doctor's like, I'm sorry, Jonathan's taken. You can name him like Slender John, John 420, or like this other thing. Thick Jim. Exactly. Thick Jim. And so. You should um, forget Thick Jim. Exactly. And so there's like, of all the three word combinations, I thought that was amazing. And so I got it. And as far as I know, no one else has it. But that's the podcast we're on. Of course, my name is Anthony Palekia. And I'm joined this week with Jessica Wheeler Feeney. Typhonated now. Is it hyphenated now? Okay. It is hyphenated. Because yeah, on the, on the Facebook, because I, I remember when when you changed the name, your Facebook is just Jessica Feeney. And I didn't recognize that at first because I, I you got married and I didn't even realize you had gotten married until it had happened. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. And so you've had a lot of things happen in like the last like couple years then. A lot of things have changed in your life, right? <laughs> a lot changed. The really interesting thing about my name on Facebook, at least Facebook. So I love Facebook and hate it at the same time. Um, before I changed it to Jessica Feeney, it was my middle name. There was no need for me to change my name on Facebook because it was already like Jessica Aaron. That works perfectly fine. And all of a sudden one day I woke up and I was like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling Feeney-ish and just changed it. So interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so when did you actually get married? When was that? I got married last September. Last September, so September 2020. It's incredible and also horrifying to think that it's already <laughs> going to be 2022. Um, oh my god! Like I, like I, I sincerely can't believe how quickly time is going. I saw another meme. Uh, my whole life is just a series of memes. It was the Madonna um, time goes by so slowly. And then like it speeds up as like the year goes forward or the, 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 as the, <laughs> the, the year progresses. And um, that's incredible. Um, and in the last year, you've done a lot of different things. And so this is why I wanted to have you on because um, I put on, on the Facebook, I, I put out a call for, for guests because I wanted to talk about 
the changing of the year, the whole new year, new you trope, um, which oh. I, 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 I love and I hate just like you love and you hate Facebook. Um, I think there's, there's some goodness to it, but there's also some, some, some toxicity to it. Um, but so you are, are literally a, a new year, new person. You've done a lot of, oh my God. You've yeah. made a, a lot of changes. And so I wanted to talk about those. Um, and then of course, talk about the future and what, what's going on with you and what you're, what you're planning. Are there any other massive changes coming? But so, so t- talk about the last year. What, what has happened? What has changed? The last year was really interesting. Um, I guess, I guess it goes back a little bit further than just the year two, because this all kind of spiraled out of like emotion and COVID and natural life steps that were, were next for, um, me and, uh, Rich, my, my partner, Rich. Um, and it was, it was interesting. And COVID kind of opened this door, um, a lot of (laughs) close, a lot of doors. Um, but it opened this really exciting door for us where, um, my, my husband is an engineer, an aerospace engineer, and he was working for Pratt & Whitney in Glastonbury. Um, actually what's Hartford? Where are they? in the Hartford region. And when COVID hit, it just kind of turned to scary. What does, um, you know, working on air, like commercial airline engines look like for, for him. Um, and then they would do this, this program where like every two weeks, a different person would rotate into, um, this town in Tennessee to complete some job tasks. Uh, and when he was there, he was just reading a magazine and he was like, I found it. I found my dream job. Um, and so we started talking about if we were to make a change, what would that look like? What would fall into our criteria? And so a a large portion was Rich's job opening this, this opportunity to do a cross country move, not maybe not even cross country. We're looking at a few different places. And ultimately we discovered Utah, which is like such a diamond in the freaking rough, like you know, it's a state, you know, um, you know, it's, it's mountainous. It has so many terrains. And then we started watching the discovery channel on YouTube on like discover Utah. And we fell in love. We've never been to Utah and we were like, let's do it. We're moving to Utah. And it was mostly for the outdoor activity. So hiking and camping and backpacking. And he's now snowboarding. I tried again. I tried skiing a few years ago in Loveland, Colorado. Didn't go well. Um, I tried snowboarding again last year. And maybe it's just not in my cards. But it's just, it changed our lives completely. So we made the decision in April. We're like, uh, we want to get married. We definitely want to get married. We like each other more than anyone else on this planet. Um, except for Taylor Swift. Uh, and then... Is it mutual? It, Does Rich also like Taylor Swift more than you? Yeah. No, he doesn't. No, God, no, I would never <laughs> let that happen. Um, he he likes Taylor Swift. Um, I got him into it naturally. We went on our first road trip together. I was like, I will play you Taylor Swift's entire discography. And he was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's great. I'm still trying to impress this person. So cool. And then I played him all too well. Like I laid all my cards, all of Taylor's cards out on the table all too well. Um and he was hooked, kind of. So we made this decision of um, April. We definitely want to get married. What is COVID going to do for us? How are we going to do this? And then just randomly one day when he got back from from Tennessee, he was there for three months. Um, I was like, oh, what do you want to do for lunch? He's like, I want to get married. And I was like, For okay. lunch. <laughs> so we went down for lunch. So I had my dream wedding. Um, we went to the courthouse in New Haven, Connecticut, and then we walked around eating pizza. Um, is that really your dream so- wedding? That was my dream wedding. Um, and and I'm not I'm not ashamed, I'm not embarrassed. I'm very thankful for all my life experiences. But when I was talking about when I was prior priorly engaged to someone else, it was this back and forth of do we want our families there? And I kept saying, like, I just want to get married in a courthouse. I don't want the whole spectacle. Um, so consistently, uh, always the courthouse for me. So we got married on a random, <laughs> a random Tuesday. Uh, and then we went back to work because we were still working from home. Um, then we decided that we wanted to throw like a small party for our immediate family. Um, we did that. Then all of a sudden our friends were talking about it. Then they wanted to come to a wedding. So then we threw a barbecue. So we got married on a random Tuesday, two weeks later threw a party for our, like our parents, our grandparents, our brothers. And then the next day we had this huge barbecue with our friends and that was great. That was overwhelming. And then that was on, that was Saturday. And then on the next Tuesday we moved to Utah. We just 
left. Um, I dropped the ball entirely, and I told my three very best friends um, at my wedding. I was like, oh, oh, I have to tell you something. And they're like, what? It's like, I'm moving to Utah. And they're like, what? When? And I said, Tuesday. And I was mortified. I was like, that was the worst way I could deliver news. These are your best friends. Ever. Yeah. Three three of my four best friends on this planet. Are they all um, live in Connecticut? No. I'm no, dizzy. Tennessee was just where rich. <laughs> I've lived everywhere. Um, <laughs> no, so those three girlfriends are my my college friends, and they're in Connecticut. And then the fourth. I can't I can't leave her out. Maron's my fourth best friend. She's a mess. She's Shout out to you, Marilyn. Shout out to you, Maron. Maron, you you were the glue to this world. And now you got to get her to listen to the podcast. So see. Oh, I will. It works. I will. I'm going to say I mentioned you and I mentioned Taylor Swift. What else do you need? So COVID hit us. Then. Oh, my goodness. That's Rich literally went, a month into COVID. A month into COVID. Richard and I were like, uh, I like you and let's get married. How long have so, you guys been dating prior? Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, we started dating in 2018. Okay. So, so you've been together a, a couple About a years. year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Because like yeah. you, everything was a series of two weeks. So it was like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, oh, and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> she only had two weeks. Uh, it was about, it was about three days of dating, and we were just like, this is the one. Let's do this. Well, sometimes you this. know, like, and so why oh, wait? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yes. funny. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, like, is his dream job in Utah, or is he still working remotely? No, his dream job is in Utah. Um, okay. So we moved out here in September. Yeah, September or maybe October. Um, and day one, he was in the office. I was, I was still my, I was very fortunate. Um, I had a new, uh, assistant Dean come into Albertus Magnus in New Haven. Um, and I was, I was in this weird limbo of, um, they were doing a job. They were, they had a job search going on for the director of residence life and community standards. Um, and in that department, it was a two-person department. So it was myself and my director of residence life. And my director had this exciting opportunity to move down to Orlando with her husband. Um, and so I just threw my hat in the ring. And I went in the day before, like, on campus, um, air quotes because it was COVID. Um, the day before on-campus interviews were um, – candidates were invited to campus. And I went in and I was like, hey – um, I'm moving to Utah and he was like, okay, all right. And so we're talking about that a little bit. And then the funny, not the funniest thing. I mean, it was kind of funny cause it was just like theatrical and I love that. Um, but he just like dramatically crossed a line off his to-do list and I was like, oh, what's that? And he was like, oh, that's uninviting uh, a candidate to, to campus for, for her final round interview. And I was like, huh? This was you. They, yeah, they had, the they had plenty of, of Yeah. They had plenty of wonderful candidates. Um, so, and I'm, I, I'm jazzed about who was selected. Um, but yeah, that was my other possible life change. And I was like, um, that's a, no, I'm going to Utah. Incredible. Um, so, yeah. so in a, in a very short sequence of time, you were presented <laughs> with a, a, an international pandemic, um, mm-hmm. the finding of a new life partner, um, this, very quick marriage, uh, career change for him. Is he still in aerospace engineering or is he in a different field entirely? Uh, yeah, it's still oh, aerospace. Okay. So, okay. So not, not as a drastic change for him, but going to a state that you guys have never been to. You've never even been to the state. Um, I've been to Utah a couple times. It's a beautiful place. For some reason, I thought you were in Colorado. I don't know why. Um, ah, but I lived there. You did. Okay. Maybe I did. that's why. Before before moving to Boston, I was living in Colorado. Oh, I, I Colorado mm-hmm. is one of the few places I think I could enjoy living. Um It was nice. Yeah. But so and then you're moving there. And then also in all of that, you are changing your field. And and this is this is why I think this goes so perfectly with the new year, new you. A lot of people will will wait. A lot of people will get their <sighs> They're like, oh, I'll, I'll start this diet January 1st. Oh, I'll do this January 1st. I'll wait until that starts. But there's really no benefit to waiting. There's no point to waiting. If you know what you want to do and you have that plan, do it two weeks from now. Do it tomorrow. Do it as soon as possible. It, when presented with what's for lunch, make the lunch be <laughs> the most. I had ice cream for lunch today. Just make the decisions you want. <laughs> Of course. And so so during all of these things, you're also then changing your entire 
field. I mean, you're sort of a little like tangential, a little bit, I guess, if you want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But but just so many changes and so many things happening in such quick succession. And I find that that did you find because you I imagine you had a lease or, or were you living on campus at the time before you moved or how did all that work? Yes. So it was really interesting. So what happened there was um, we were living on, on campus in a, in the apartment. Um, and then out of nowhere, like one day it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, for the first time in 10 years, I have to pay rent. It was, it was this foreign concept to me. Um, I've never paid rent and I'm not looking forward to it. It's, it's terrifying. It was, it was terrible. (laughs) Very bright. Right. Um, and so it was, and we had this plan too, where it was, um, before Rich and I officially started living together, because we've been dating for two years, and the whole time it was like, um, you know, if, and it also depends on what institution you're working for, if you can have your partner live with you. Um, and so when when I met him, I was working at a school that didn't allow live-on partners. Um, and it was this thing of like, if we ever get to an institution, if you ever work for a school that allows it, imagine the money we could save. Imagine that down payment on our first house. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, that's that's a big thing to to chew off um, and digest. But it was just this actualization of I don't want to live on campus forever. I don't want to. I don't. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I have the patience to do it. Um, and when we met, I was like, this will be my last live on role. Like, I'm sorry to to burst that financial dream, but this will be the last time I live on a college campus. And I was wrong. Um, I moved to my last institution um, and I lived on campus for another year and a half. Um, And so when we moved out here, um, we were fortunate enough to have a relocation package um, because it wasn't a transfer to companies. It was a new company entirely. Um, And so that helped us a lot for finding where we wanted to live. So our our relo had us um, kind of like sponsored in an apartment in Utah. And we had three months to figure out where we wanted to live. So also in those three months, we bought a house. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, Amazing. We did. We did so much. Um, and this whole time I was, I was unemployed and I was like, this is so fiscally irresponsible. How am I buying a house without a job? Without even a prospect of a job. Um, and shout out to Connecticut. The amount of taxes that you pay as taxpayers, um, they allow if you have like a, a spousal a spousal relocation, um, you can collect unemployment, which I didn't know until I was leaving. And my prior supervisor was like, "You've been paying taxes, Connecticut. You had to file this paperwork. You had to get this done." Um, and you know, thank thank you for that because that helped as well. Um, so it wasn't it was it was scary. It was moving out here, knowing that we had temporary housing, but not knowing are we going to rent for another year and then just kind of hand our money over to someone else? Or do we want to have a mortgage? Do we want to start contributing to, um, you know, do we want to build our life? And so we really hit the ground running, um, had a fantastic realtor out here who helped us and closed and moved into a house by before November, before Thanksgiving of last year. So it was like everything that could have happened happened in a six-month period. And I'm not saying like, make these irrational decisions tomorrow. Um, it's all magic. It's all, it's all fireworks and sparkles. It's really hard. It is, it is trying on your, it's it's all magic (gasps) sparkles and fireworks. Oh my God. No. Um, it was, it was hard. And I feel like, you know, it took a full year for us to get adjusted and it's, it's trying on, you know, your mental health to be, kind of like secluded out in a new place and making friends as a, as an older person. Um, and then it's, you know, trying on your relationships, whether it's the person that you've bet on to move across the country with, and you know, you're like, Oh, you're the person I see most of the time. Um, and it's funny because we were already living together. So it's like, I already saw him every day. And now it's like, this is different. This feels different. And then it was trying on the relationships that, you know, we left behind. I left my career that I spent, you know, ultimately, 10 years building. Um, I left my, my, we left our family. Um, so it's just trying all around and it's exciting and it's scary. So I'm not saying like, Oh, quit your job tomorrow and move 
but it's, it's exciting. And I feel very, um, blessed and fortunate to have done that. Oh, it's cheesy and cliche. <laughs> I feel blessed. <laughs> I think, but well, I, I'm, I'm sort of in awe of, of just so much. Cause I, I didn't know that you had bought the house. Um, again, I still thought you were in Colorado. So, how, <laughs> but it's just, I see that I'm more invested in your uh, endeavors <laughs> in your life than you are mine. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but it's just the fact that you were able to, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the, the sort of the sunk cost fallacy. You, you have invested 10 years in a career, oh my gosh. um, which were you happy in that career? Were you, was this sort of a move that you were, I mean, again, you had applied to be the director of the program, uh, and that's in an office of two. So, I mean, you don't, you don't make that move without at least being willing to invest a few more mm-hmm. years. So, how 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 are you feeling with that decision in the moment? Was it were you thinking about going into higher ed over in Utah? What was the plan there? It was it was so it was just so bittersweet and more bitter than sweet. I was hesitant to go into higher education in Utah. Mm-hmm. I tr- I tried that already. I moved to Colorado and where it's you know. I I like I love to use Boston as the exper- as the example. What is there like seventy higher higher education institutions in in the Boston area where it's like there are seventy higher education institutions in the state. Um, mm. That's not an accurate number. That was just a a rough comparison. But we'll have the interns um, back check it. Oh, fantastic! Probably it'll probably just be me. I'll text <laughs> it to you. Um, but it's just it was this. You know, I tried that. That's what brought me to, well, that's not what brought me to Colorado, but I went to Colorado with this, these rose colored glasses that I was going to get a job because I adored higher education and I was passionate and I was dedicated and I wanted to be, I wanted to provide an opportunity to make a positive impact, um, just for students. And then I got to Colorado and it was really hard. And I ultimately decided to, um, you know, I chose my career over the other reasons why I moved to Colorado and that had their own consequences. Um, and I think like, what would have happened if I stayed in Colorado? Would I still be in the same, um, you know, field relationship, what have you? Um, not in like a, Oh, what, what if, but just, wow, this, this life has changed so much. Um, so I was very scared to go to another large, um, you know, Western state with no network. That was kind of what, you know, weighed on my weight on my heart in this decision was, I don't, I don't think I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'd get a, a position and I applied for a few and I, you know, I did the typical higher education job search where I was tailoring my resumes and I was reaching mm. out and I was doing all these things and so much work, um, so much work. And, you know, and like every other higher education professional, like having that template resume and highlighting things where it's like, this needs to be removed and this needs to get tweaked. And, you know, yes, I have this course set of values, but does that fit into, this position better than my other set of core values and and how do you make it work? Um, and so I tried because I, I love higher education. Um, most days I, I love it. I adore it. Most um, and days. then most days, I mean, no job is perfect. No mm. job is perfect, but, um, it, it got tiring and I made two job, two career switches. Um, oh. the first was working as a project coordinator, And it wasn't, it was just so, it was so different from what I was expecting and, and, you know, come to fall in love with my career that I knew it wasn't, it wasn't forever. And I wanted it to be forever so badly because I believed in the company and I thought the company was just the coolest and I wanted to be a part of that culture and that environment. Um, And it just wasn't, the position wasn't what I was looking for. And Right before I accepted that position, I had this exciting opportunity to, and I have, I have, I had, I still have, um, I had such a career crush on Star Res. Um, I'd go to conferences and I would see them and I wouldn't approach them. Um, you know, when our account managers would come to the campus, I would beg to be involved in the conversation. I would beg to do more operational, um, you know, projects and, you know, I had this really great mentor at Suffolk who he was great. He allowed me to do these things. He, he helped me. And he was the one who told me, he was like, I know that you want to do conduct when he first, when we first met, um, he was like, I know you were interested in conduct. 
but that's not where you're going to land. I was like, yes, it is. Yes, it is, Matthew. You do not know. I will be conduct. I will be um, res ed and conduct the rest of my career. Hmm. He was like, I give you a year before you want operations. And I was like, oh, rosters? Hudson, <laughs> never. Well, he works in operations. So that's, he's very oh, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was like six months later. And I went to him with like my tail tucked. And I was like, hey, Matt, um, <laughs> I think you're right. And he was like, of course I am. But about what this time? And that's so mad. Um, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. It's so mad. Um, and I told him and he was like, that's fantastic. Um, and he worked with me and I said, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm torn, I'm torn between staying in higher education or moving to the vendor world. And he was like, okay, my best piece of advice is to find the vendor you want to work for and find either like a specific company or just know, like, I want to do, um, you know, facilities management or, um, you know, software or like, um, you know, uh, the lock integrations, like figure out what you want to do and then, you know, start to read on that and start to learn that, that niche. And I told him right there, like the most confident right out of, right out of grad school person was like, I will work for star res. And he was like, okay. Um, and I kept telling him, I, was, I will work for star res. And he's like, I support you. And this is why you, you were still at Suffolk? It. This is why I was still at Suffolk. Oh my and then goodness. I left Suffolk and I went to another institution uh-huh. and I kept telling him, like, I will work for Star Res. Um, and it just it just kept happening where it was these these things kept happening and I just knew that I wanted it. And so when I actually had the opportunity to meet with um my now um uh director and, and VP of of North America, he was just like a moment of and I'm red right now. And I, and I know you and I'm comfortable with you. I like caked on makeup. I was like, you can't show your nerves. <laughs> uh, and it was this conversation. It was one of the first times, and this isn't, this isn't to be like ironically humble bragging, but it was one of the first times I was denied from um, a job I really, really wanted and a job I really thought I fit in. Uh, and it was just, you know, timing. And the, the conversation was like, we think you're great and we think you'd fit and we think that you could do the job really well. We just don't have a position right now. Um, and it was a, one of those instances where I was talking to another vendor um, in one of my meetings when I was still working remotely for Albertus. And he was like, so what are you going to do after this this October date? And they're like, will they extend your contract? And I said, no. And I'm fine with that. And I respect their decision on that. Um, it's like, I'm just going to cry, collect unemployment, you know, just live live the dream out in Utah. And he was like, no. No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna cry. We're gonna get. We're gonna find you a job. We're gonna find something that fits. And he just said he was like, "Would you ever be interested in having a conversation with Star Res?" And I, not to be vulgar, but I nearly pooped my pants. I was like, "Oh my god, Star- the Star Res, um, the the company I've wanted to be a part of for years." And he connected us. Um, and it was just you know, at that time it wasn't the time, so I accepted the position for the project coordinator, and it was you know, I just had this job. I can't take another job three months later. Um, and it was just this conversation of, do I, do I take this gamble on myself to see if I can be successful in working remotely full time? Cause they're based out of Denver, um, to meet my, you know, my, my director's expectations. Do I bet on myself in this moment or do I stick with the first and not to be like sassy, but the first non-higher education salary I've ever seen where it's like, I can't afford a mortgage. I can't afford these things without, without like really worrying about how will I pay my mortgage and my loans? Um, I was like, do I risk that? You know, not knowing what that future will hold for me. And I'm so glad I did because my satisfaction just like skyrocketed through the roof. Um, and I just, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be where I'm at. To, to, touch upon your question on higher education. Um, higher education is one of the most magnificent places to work. And I believe that in, you know, my heart of hearts, but it's really tiring and it's really, you give so much. And sometimes it feels like there's not a lot coming back to you. Um, and it really weighs heavy on your mental health. And it was just, there were just like very, um, there were these moments in my career and I'm, I'm grateful for them because I've learned a lot from them. But there were things where it's like, can I do this for 
another 40, 50, 60 years, depending on whenever I decide to open my Roth IRA. I keep dragging my feet on that. Um, and it's like, I don't, I don't know if I can. And I just, I started looking at, I started like, you know, doing my pros and cons list of what are the things I love about this? And what are the things that I really struggle with, with grasping? Um, and it was, it was hard because you could love, you could love the people you work with as, as much as humanly possible and really respect who you're working for and respect who you're working with. Um, and then sometimes it's just like, even with those positive attributes of your, your professional staff, your student staff, it's like, Ooh, this is so much, this is so much of myself that I'm giving. Um, and it was like, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm special or I'm unique in this way, but it's like you having family. I am special. Everyone's special. Um, but having like family be like, are you on call this Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't lie. Sometimes I did elect to be on call for Christmas. I'm like, oh, Christmas sounds like a lot this year. Um, but it's just, you know, some things where it's, you know, it's, it really requires you to either be an excellent work-life balancer or to, to either give up a little bit of that high performance that I think so many higher education folks, um, enjoy about the job where it's like, we love to perform. Um, I shouldn't say we so, so broadly, I can't speak for all hundreds of thousands of us, but you know, so many of us love to provide this safe and, um, you know, growth providing environment to our students. And then of course, you know, you want to excel at what you're doing. Um, it's just, you know, you either trade off a little bit of that or you trade off your personal life and your, and your, your well-being. Um, and it got to the point of, you know, a few, uh, it was just a few things on top of each other that made me realize I'm not sure this is what I want to do. And it was a few times where I was just, you know, uh, in case any of you don't know this about me, I am such a crier surprise. Right. Um, I was crying to my, my now husband and I was just saying like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be a good friend, a good partner, a good child, a good person of society. Um, and you know, also take care of myself. And it got to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm very much a person focused, trained person. And he is very much a science trained person. Um, it makes our conversations very well-rounded. Um, and it's like, if he talks about work, I'm like, well, think, think, think about this. Did they, did they come to this program thinking that they would be doing this human facing role or were they expecting just to be doing what engineers do science, um, and math. And then he's there saying like, you know, you have to think logistically. If you leave, everyone will be a little sad for about a week or two. And then your position will be filled. And then they'll start to love and respect that next person. Like you need to make the decision for yourself, your family, your friends, mostly yourself. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Um, so yes, I love higher education. I now say I get to serve 200,000 students um, instead of just, you know, 1,000 to 2,000 depending on my on my campus. Um I get really excited. Sometimes students will find their way to this like main star res like website and they'll submit um, essentially with like, Oh, give us your email. We'll contact you with, with what and answer your question. And so sometimes they'll submit it. And if they go to like my region is all of Canada um, and then part of the, the Northwest. And so I get so excited when I see any of my schools um, or staff housing sites submit like a question on the star res website. Cause I'm like, I've got this. I have got this. Don't worry. I will answer it. And there was one time I responded and I was like, the student was asking, um, I'm locked out of my room. How do I get into my room? And I'm just like, Oh, student a did you, you have so many resources at your fingertips. And I just did a quick, like, I quit. And the fact that they got oh to God. you, like they didn't call campus police, didn't look for the RA, they, they looked, they Google they Star Wars. <laughs> they got Star Wars. I love it. They're my favorite emails. Oh. Um, but so I sent her, I sent the student back. Um, I, I said, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just your, your, I just oversee your account from like a customer service standpoint. However, with a quick Google, it looks like all of your RAs are listed on the website. Oh the, the duty phones are there. Here's campus safety's number. And I just BCC'd their director of housing. And he responds to me and he's like, Jessica, 
<laughs> Thank you so much. You don't have to do this. And I said, uh, and I said, I was like, oh, oh, director B. Um, I, I loved it. I love seeing these emails come through. I love staying connected as much as I can. Um, I was like, but I get it. I'll just forward them off to you. Um, <laughs> so I love higher education, but it, it just came up. It came to a point in time where um, some things happened that I just felt saddened by or, um, you know, burnt out a little bit, a little bit more intensely or sooner than a, a typical year would hold. Mm. Um, and it just got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can be a live on professional anymore. Um, cause that's also hard being a live on professional. I think being a live on is one of the hardest jobs you could take at a campus because it's like, how many times are you asked like, Oh, what, what year are you? Like, I'm not a student. I, I am, I am a staff member. You know, I am, I, I am working. I am re I am me and my committee are rewriting the title nine policy right now. Like I'm not, I'm not a student. Thank you so much for saying my skincare regimen is working, but I'm not a student. Um, so it's I also that, that kind question of question much less now, less and less every year. Like I say that sometimes to Rich and he was like, you're pushing 30. I'm not sure you'd get confused as a student. I was like, yeah, I love your humbling manners. I'm going back to Connecticut. See you later. Going back to Connecticut. Oh my gosh. That's ironic. Um, but it was just, it was, it, it was time. Um, and I miss mm. it a lot. I really miss it. And sometimes I look, you know, if, if I, one of the many Facebook groups that we have looking at job postings and sometimes I'll click in and just see, you know, did they post the salary? Did they post, you know, the, the answer the is no, they did not hour. post the, the salary. No. Um, sometimes I see really phenomenal job posts and I want so badly to be like, yes, you nailed it. Where it's like, they include videos of tours of the apartments you're living in mm. and they include salary and you, can you have a pet? Can you have a partner? Um, so many things where it's like, I want to tell you how fantastic you are. And I don't because I'm very bold, um, but then I get very shy. So I'm just like, mm. maybe not. They won't like this very much. <laughs> Similar to how I messaged you the other day, like, hey, I'm happy to help, but you'll probably find someone better. <laughs> like, and I said, no, confidence. I won't. Because Aww. again, this topic is is absolutely so perfect. And you touch on so much there. Um, a lot. And again, it's it's the sunk cost fallacy. You, you spend 10 years in a, in a field, you spend 10 years working your way up and you think, what's the next step? And you get comfortable. And I, and I oh, was thinking so the analogy I'm thinking of is, it doesn't sound very comfortable. Um, that the, the analogy is like, it's kind of like a spider web um, because your relationships and your, your role and your obligations and your things and all of these things sort of, they keep you kind of like a safety net. Cause like, you're like, well, I, I can't sort of, quit my job, have no nothing to fall back on, move to a new state. And so it's, it's a little bit of a safety net, a little bit of a spider web, and it, it sort of just keeps you in that place of relative comfort. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because, again, you, yeah, 100% salaries in higher ed are not livable. Um, housing is a wonderful benefit, but it's also part of the job. I live with 180 first-year students, and every day I am amazed at what happens. Um, that sounds magical. The college I'm at now is much more tame than the college I was at previously, and I won't name names, um, but you can figure it out. Um, the, the college I was at, they were a much more rambunctious bunch. They stole a toilet yeah. um, before. They, yeah, they, they removed a toilet from the wall, and this was before that whole TikTok trend of removing toilets from walls. So the, I, I like to say in every meeting that I mention it, which is frequently, um, that they were pioneers at that school. Um, so conduct is still They're influencers. Fun. They're influencers. They're very influential. But, um, and then you, you had mentioned another thing that I really want to, I really want to pick out from there is like looking forward six months or looking back six months. If you, if, if you were to go back six months and, and like during all of these six months of change and you look forward and you think like, could you have even foreseen all of those changes happening? And I think unless you are in a mindset of, you know, vulnerability and the ability to change, you can't because you think, nope, I'm comfortable. I have everything that I need. Um, yeah. But but there is there's always, and I, I think about this more and more now as I'm starting to simplify my life and and what's going on, not only possessions, but also career-wise and relationships-wise, I'm trying to see, like, there's always 
a better scenario. There is always a decision that you can make that will put you in a better living environment, a better professional environment, a better personal environment, a better romantic environment. And so there is always an opportunity. Eventually you will get to that right place. And it looks like from the looks of it, you have made a lot of those decisions and you've made a lot of those and gotten to those places. And I'm, I'm so incredibly happy for you. Um, and I'm going to sort of look to you as sort of the, the, oh my the, gosh. the blueprint for what I do next and thinking, okay, oh my God. Can I find Are you coming to Utah? Yeah, the well, or, or Colorado or or another state, but I because there's for my life personally, a lot of those sort of spider webs have gone away. I've had some deaths in my family. We've sold the childhood home. There's sort of a lot of those things. It's unfortunate, but I look at them. Of course, there are unfortunate incidents and situations that have occurred, but I look at the opportunities that they have presented me with, and I don't have a lot of those things tying me down to staying mm-hmm. in a position that I don't feel valued in. Or I, I've, I read a comic somewhere where it's like, you you push this button and it exchanges part of your life for dollars. And someone pushes the button and then they get a brand new like Porsche or whatever it is. And they're like, congratulations, you're now five years older. And, and when you really think about it, that's unfortunately capitalism. That's the world we live in. That's our life. And so if you're working a 60 hour a week, a work week or more if you're on duty and, you know, something good, something terrible happens, you're, you're working and working and working and you're, you're seeing very little benefit. You're seeing very little personal enjoyment come out of that. And so being able to take that time to work for yourself and decide, okay, I could be in a better space and then doing those things. Um, it, it, it is not an easy decision to make. Um, no. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing you mentioned, the personal, the personal enjoyment. Um, and it was something that I learned from my first, my first supervisor out of grad school, incredible, uh, learned a lot from her. And, you know, it got to the point where my first staff was, you know, I was a mid-year hire. So like that trust wasn't there. They didn't know who I was. And all of a sudden I'm there just telling them what, you know, when to complete rounds and when to do health and safety inspections. Um, and it was hard. It was a very hard year. It taught me a lot, but it was very challenging. Then the next year I had the staff where our bond was so incredibly strong and there were hardships throughout the year, um, whether my direct staff or our full staff. But the one thing that didn't fault was the trust that they had in me to be, you know, doing, doing, completing the mission of, um, you know, what a residence department, residence life department has, but also making sure that they're seen as individuals and students and humans that are also RAs. And it got to the point where, you know, I went through what was arguably one of the most crushing, um, you know, personal relationships ending that I've experienced. And it was just all this change that year. And I was talking to my supervisor and naturally I was crying and I was saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about, you know, you know, my staff next year, what if I don't have the same relationship that I have this year? And she said, and I I was so upset in the moment, but it just, it resonated with me and it's come with me for every position ever. She was like, you put so much of your happiness on your staff, on your student staff. And that's not fair to them. And that's certainly not a way for you to live either because you're, you're going to be let down because sometimes, you know, one year you're going to have a really close knit staff and the next year you're going to have a staff that's a great staff you know, you don't have the the personal relationship that you have, or, you know, um, maybe you do have that relationship again. Then it's like, well, do I, you know, now you're comparing peas to carrots. And she just told me like, you know, you need to stop putting so much of your happiness on just one aspect of your life. And now anytime I make a decision, I go back to that. And I think like, okay, I think back in that one-on-one, I think back in that lesson of, you know, is staying in Connecticut in higher education going to make me happy 20, 30 years down the line, or should I just, you know, try and move to Utah and try and try and do this. And now it's, you know, I'm a completely different, no, maybe not completely. I still make terrible puns and dad jokes, but <laughs> I'm a new person in the regard of, you know, we're, we're backpacking. We're going on two, three day backpacking trips where it's, we park our car in one part of the desert and we just walk into it. And then hopefully we walk back out. And it's just these things where it's nothing I've done before. Um, and it's scary and it's exciting, but I haven't felt that, oh my goodness, I'm not in the right place. I'm not doing this properly. Um, and I hope I never do because I really enjoy where my life's at. Uh, but I am 
trusting of myself to make that decision of I can weigh the pros and cons. I can weigh the happiness and the enjoyment and I can remove the things that don't make me happy. And I know that I've been, I've succeeded in the past. I'll succeed again. Incredible. Amazing. And and so that, oh, that yeah. is, that is such a perfect way to look at it. And, and I, again, you keep picking out these things that I already wanted to talk about, but you put so much of your personal enjoyment on expectations that you have for other people and how you want them to react. But ultimately the great philosopher Drake said it, you only live <laughs> once. It, you, 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 oh my God. You don't know. We're sponsored by Drake. Um, uh, he, he's, he's the, he's the intern. You don't know what is going to happen. You don't know what the other options are. So you need to take some time. You need to do what is right for yourself. And there's no point in waiting until you have the midlife crisis. There's no point in waiting until you are presented with the perfect opportunity to oh, yeah. change careers because that perfect opportunity will not come unless you make the decision that precipitates it. And that is what you did. And I'm so happy for you. And I think that's incredible. And so you've taken up hobbies. You said you you said you've never went backpacking before and you just one day decided we're going out into the desert. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Utah's got some beautiful, the salt flats. I used to go there. Um, for sp- Have you ever been there for speed week? Uh, we haven't gone for speed week. I don't think it happened last Probably year. Probably not last year, but I but recommend it highly. Anytime someone comes to visit, we bring them there, which has only been twice. So... But, but Actually, like, we only brought one person there <laughs> to, to the salt flats. Uh, it's it's like yeah. mesmerizing. But so that's that is again why I'm happy that you're the guest this week because of course some people will wait until January first, and I think that's fine. But don't wait until next January first if you are Just, yeah, unhappy. The yeah, there's there's no reason to wait um, unless like I don't know you're waiting for something like your last paycheck. Great, wait for that and then. Take that Please and put that. put that into the next move, the next decision, the next thing. Don't be weighed down by personal belongings. Don't be weighed down by personal relationships. Make those choices because if you don't, I've absolutely seen people who are miserable in the role they are and they're 40, 50, 60 years old. And I look at them and I just, I, I feel so sad for them that mm-hmm. they have spent all of that time and they seem to really not have much of the enjoyment for it. And your your work life is a third of your life, give or take, you know, cut out the weekends. It's eight hours a day most of the time. And so I'm so happy that you were able to visualize this company and then find your way there like a couple right. of years later. Um, and so I'm going to do that now. I don't know what the company is, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> And I'll oh I'll reach out to Matt and I'll tell Matt, Matt, I'm gonna work for this company. Oh my god. <laughs> like I have to go to That's what did it. It's all Matt. All Matt. You know. Um oh is there god. any anything that you found particularly difficult? Any recommendation Ooh. you would like to give to the listener who might be presented, who might not have the same job satisfaction that they want or they originally had, or or any any final parting words of wisdom you can give having gone through seemingly all of these momentous decisions. Uh, wow. I would say one of, so, there's so many things, um, you know, making, making friends, making meaningful friendships when you're, you know, 30 in a new state is hard. It's a lot of, on, it's just online dating essentially all over again. Bumble has um, a friends mode. I've used it. Bumble has a friends mode. Um, <laughs> And so does, well, not Facebook, you could join groups for Facebook, but so making friends was hard. Um, that taught me a great lesson of if you're meant to have this person in your life, like you will have them there. Um, and I have two phenomenal friends out here that I, I met on, on Facebook. Um, and I made this, you know, this realization of, I spent so many years of trying to be the person everyone wanted me to be, whether that be in, you know, grade school, not wanting to get bullied um, I, I still was, uh, but you know, things where it's like, I spent so much of my time allowing, allowing behavior to, you know, either not come, not come to me, but certain behavior to happen because I didn't have boundaries set where it's, I wasn't saying, no, you can't talk to me like that. Or no, you can't treat me that way. Um, and if you do, I'm just going to elect to remove you from my life. Now that I'm 30, oh, well, in 19 days, 
20 days. It just keeps going up and up. It just keeps going up. Now that I'm 30, it's just like, you said, you said something mean to me and didn't apologize when I told you that hurt my feelings done. Like I will kindly tell you, um, this might not be the relationship that we're looking for. Um, so keep trying, keep trying to make friends. The, the right ones will stick. Um, wow. Any other, any other lessons? Um, time you have to, you have to give it time. If you do decide to make a career change, make a, a relationship change, make a move, allowing yourself enough time to kind of, um, you know, not grieve in the sense that, you know, we're, we're taught what grieving is, but kind of grieve the life you left behind, um, leave that comfort you've left behind and allow yourself to be uncomfortable and, you know, allow yourself to grow in those moments and, you know, have patience with the people that you, you select to complete the journey with you, the adventure, um, because they're also going through, this like a very similar experience of, you know, leaving their family behind or, or leaving their, their past job behind or, um, you know, having patience for anyone that you, you bring along with you. Um, but just allowing time to have those uncomfortable moments to get to what starts to feel like that equilibrium you're, you're leveling out where I'm still not there. I'm still uncomfortable half the time of like, what am I doing in Utah? How did I get here? Um, and it's, you know, when people are saying, when are you coming home? Um, most recently I got very emotional. I teared up, which was like, we are home. Like we're, we're home. Utah is home. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been telling people, I don't know, nothing's planned. And then Rich just said, like, I'm, we are home. This is our home. And I, it changed my, my dialogue completely. I was like, oh my God, he's so right. This is our home. This is where we've elected to be together to build our life. Um, with lovely, you know, lovely fur, fur children. Um, it's just, I don't know, give it time, be patient, enjoy the, no, maybe not enjoy the uncomfortable times. Cause I can't tell you that I've enjoyed the uncomfortable times, but, um, allow them to happen. It makes the good ones better. That's amazing. So patience and this is cheesy and everyone hates it when I say it, but, uh, it, it, it literally is perfect. Um, when you're confronted with a relationship or a role or something that is not serving you fully, don't be afraid to just yeah. let go. Oh, that's beautiful. That's <laughs> my, beautiful. My sibling absolutely hated it and they went on like a whole diatribe afterwards and I just cut it all out and that's how I ended the episode. Um, and so that's, that's how we'll end this episode. When you're confronted with something that you don't love, don't be afraid to just let go. <laughs> <laughs>